Halloween. This is the Horrorphoria podcast, and this is Shocktober. Andy Gilly and John Richards are watching and reviewing Halloween-themed horror movies. Is it good? Is it bad? Or is it a classic? Find out now. <laughs> Welcome to the Horrorphoria podcast. It is Friday. October 16th of 2020, getting into episode number 81. It is Shocktober month, and we continue with the Halloween-themed horror movies, talking about Tales of Halloween from 2015. Multiple directors on that. We're broadcasting from our 10 stories and one movie studios in Wausau, Wisconsin. I'm John Richards. And Andy Gilly. That's a, it is a lot of movies, even for a lot of stories, even for a uh, anthology. You yeah, know? And, and we'll get into that, like, as yeah, far as, like, get, like, three it's, it's of them. a it was a lot to kind of process, I think. Uh, so what you been doing this week? Oh, well, this week I'm continuing with Shocktober, so I've been uh, watching a lot of horror movies. And I, I, I kind of wanted to watch something a little more, um, I don't know, uh, uh, prurient or, uh, you know, a little little, little gory, a little uh, gross. So I, I got into some Japanese horror movies. You can always depend uh, on those. Yep, you can. I, I got into... Uh, you know, so like a uh, Machine Girl. I watched. I don't know if that's really a horror movie or not, uh, but uh, uh, I watched some of these uh, some of these Japanese horror movies, and uh, I've been in- enjoying them. There's one called. Um I'm just going to say the Japanese name for it. It's called Zunbi Asu. And uh, <laughs> he told me what it meant, so yeah, that's why I'm it's, laughing. It's definitely, um, definitely a pretty. Um, you see, there's like, you know, the, the toilet humor in it is uh, like a lot of people don't think that's like childish and silly, but I, I think it has a place. <laughs> this that, did it. This, this is like an, um, a fetish toilet humor movie. And. You know, I, I kind of actually liked it. <laughs> it, it is. Uh, I uh, I, sh- I showed some of the highlights to Sarah. It was it, she was uh, you know as shocked as I was about this. It was finally something that shocked me, I guess. <laughs> and I'm not going to recommend that anybody go watch this movie. But where'd you uh, find it at? It's on Amazon. Is it really? Yeah, you're going to have to Google Zonbi Asu to uh, find out what the American title is, so you can search for it on Amazon.com. And I don't recommend that you watch it, but. But uh, I, I got to say, it was something that shocked me, and I haven't been shocked in a long time. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, uh, well, we'll just leave that there. Yeah. The toilet humor. There yeah. you go. What a good way to start the show. Uh, horror yeah. movie news. Horror movie news. All right. Deadline reporting that The Others is getting a remake. <laughs> don't, don't get this one, man. It's like a remake of The Sixth Sense, isn't uh, yeah, it? Exactly right. Exactly. Yeah, uh, right. Alejandro Amenabar directed the original. That's the guy who uh, directed Tessies, you know, one of my favorite Spanish horror films. We reviewed it a while ago. Um, but the others had a like an M. Night Shyamalan level spoiler at the end of it, which everybody knows, which we aren't going to say, because if you haven't happened to see it, they were go, aliens watch the it, whole time. They were aliens. Yes, it's it was aliens. Well, but sorry. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah, Deadline says that uh, the plan is to reinvent and modernize a story. And we understand the project is already attracting significant interest from A-list talent and studio backers. It is unknown how much this film will take from the original story line insiders say execs are meeting with writers to adapt the script so again i don't i don't remake some remake phantasm man i want to see that there you go you know 
By the way, I just got a, a trove of great Phantasm stuff from the Phantasm. I store. saw that, dude. You called me downstairs. Yeah. I was like, yep. wow. I got Don Coscarelli's book, uh, Phantasm comic, both autographed by him, by the way, which was. And then he sent book. you something really cool. Yeah, he sent me. A, he also sent, and I didn't order it. He sent me an autographed picture from the film John Dies at the End. He uh, circled the uh, soy sauce. It's a picture of uh, Paul Giamatti and him sitting in the Chinese restaurant. And, then we, and I haven't seen John Dies at the End, but I, I kind of know about That's it. Good. I know what it's about. And, I, and I, I'm going to definitely watch it. Uh, but he, uh, he circled the soy sauce and he, he drew an arrow to it and said, try this. Because, <laughs> you know, it's like the drug that they take. In, That's uh, awesome. Yeah, it was, it was cool, man. It was really it was really neat. I didn't expect to, to get that. Uh, I'd been drinking a couple beers and watching all the Phantasms like last week and uh, ordered all this stuff on uh, factory.co. That's P-H-A-C-T-O-R-Y.co. So something about Andy is that he... he um, what, what do you call that kind of buying, but when he's drunk? Yeah, yeah, whatever that's called. Yeah, something by, you <laughs> so, know, so spontaneous. Alcohol, alcoholic uh, buying, I don't know. Uh, we aren't getting paid by these guys, but uh, I, I like to support artists like this, you know. And and I wanted some, What the really what I was looking for was... Um, the Phantasm comic book because that's what I what I had ordered mm-hmm. what I what I was looking for and I saw his book on there I got that as well uh, but uh, I really was looking at uh, for more insight into the Phantasm story I guess which is why I bought the comic book. Sure. I, it's, uh, but, it just sounds more and more like we're going to have to end up doing shows on those. I think we like, will. Like do a Phantasm Month in 2021 I, because I, I know how near and dear they are. I enjoyed them, yeah, but I, I know you really enjoy them. I, I love them. They're, they're some of my favorite ones. So, um, Yeah, maybe. But uh, yeah, check check out the uh, Phantasm store and uh, support Don Coscarelli. He's a pretty good uh, horror director. Uh, made, made some pretty cool stuff. So uh, Psycho Gorman, a film I'm excited about. Mm-hmm. I just screened at the Beyond Fest in L.A., some art was released from the film, which is very gory. You can see that on bloodydisgusting.com. Uh, Psycho Gorman's been acquired by RLJE, I think we uh, said. It's going to release on January 22nd, 2021, so it's coming out pretty quick here. I can't wait. I, I do really want to see that one. that one. I did see that Terrifier, uh, Terrifier 2 got pushed back to 2021, too. Is that okay. in your news? Sorry. Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't have that in the news. I didn't see that one. Yeah, I saw it on Instagram. I I saw it last week, and I meant to bring it up, but I know that uh, Terrifier 2 got pushed back to 2021. Okay. Uh, Joe Blow reported, this is going to interest you, Joe Blow reports that uh, authors Dustin McNeil and Travis Mullins have released a new book entitled Taking Shape to the Lost Halloween Sequels. In this 600-page book, they take a look at 24 lost Halloween sequels you never saw. Some of the highlights include an alternate Halloween 3 pitched decades after the first one. Hmm. Uh, three unused versions of Halloween 4, one with Laurie Strode. Oh, boy. Uh, Halloween 6, nearly produced by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> uh, insight into how a crossover with Hellraiser almost came to be. And two different stabs at a 3D sequel in the Rob Zombie era. Oh, gosh. <laughs> this looks, sounds really interesting, right? Did you, did you audibly hear my eyes roll? <laughs> <laughs> Rob Zombie's uh, Halloween popping out at you in 3D. Oh, god! Never made. But, uh, yeah, I thought this, this seems really kind of interesting if you're into the Halloween, I know, and I know you are. You know, I love them. Yeah, and it's like, uh, yeah, like we were just saying, Phantasm's dear to me. This one's dear to you. Uh, you might want to pick this up. Sounds like a pretty cool book. As long as it has pictures. I'm sure it will. <laughs> <laughs> 1998 movie Blade. Remember that one? That's, I do. Wesley like, Snipes. Yeah, Wesley Snipes. Great, I like that one. Great yeah. movie. It is. It's getting a 4K UHD, Ultra HD, Blu-ray uh, combo pack and digital re- release on December 1st. 
Uh, I'm not sure how the 22-year-old effects are going to come off in 4K, but uh, this is a film that was revolutionary at the time it came out. I I mean, I love this movie. I remember sitting in the theater watching this and was like stunned at how awesome it was. Yeah, Um, the movie was good. (laughs) Yeah, it was. And I I mean, I still love that opening scene. It technically is a superhero movie, right? It kind of is. Because Blade, was he a part of? He's Marvel Comics. Yeah, definitely. He he is a superhero for sure. And I don't know. I included here just because uh, he's also a vampire, which makes it kind of a horror movie, right? Yeah, it toes that line because it is vampire. It does deal with vampires, so you right. could put it in that that horror genre, kind of, yeah, yeah. kind of action horror type. I really like the movie, so I was kind of excited, but I just want to talk about it. <laughs> All right, horror movie trivia: Tales from Halloween features many horror movie icons from the past. Can you name at least three? Uh, horror movie icons from the past. Yeah. Uh, you mean like that have done cameos? That that made cameos and made cameos. Well, there's the DJ from The Fog, Adrian Barbeau. Adrian yeah. Barbeau, uh, Barry Bostwick's in it. Yes, he is. Uh, and uh, let's see, uh, there was one bunch that just went kind of over my head because they were in makeup, and I just that, that, who else I'm missing? Uh, Tiffany Shepis. She was oh, in. Yes. She was in the She's one trick. Yes. Uh, Lynn Shea was in there. Lynn she, Shea, of course. Mick Garris was in that same scene, a d- famous director. Barbara yep. Crampton was also yes. in that scene. Stuart Gordon was also in that scene. Felissa Rose played a mom, and John Landis played the dad during that's the uh, right. kidnapping one. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that, that's how good my memory is off of the top of my head, so... Um, oh, I, I my trivia question. Yes. Uh, the candy bar in much of the segment Sweet Tooth references the work of an iconic horror director. Who was it? I actually know this without even looking up any trivia. <laughs> yeah. That is John Carpenter. Because I looked at it, they, it was like right up there. It said Carpenter the Bar. The Carpenter Bar. Yeah. Yeah, that was a pretty, uh, I'm not sure about that reference, but it, uh, it, it was definitely a reference to John Carpenter. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Andy's Chainsaw not Plot. All right, an anthology, that, excuse me, an anthology that does for horror movie references what Ready Player One does for 80s references. <laughs> There's so many, so many references in this movie. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, That's what I have to say about it. Yeah, you ready, you ready to get into this bad boy? Here's your yeah. spoiler alert. We're going to be talking about Tales from Halloween from 2015. So many directors on this, 10 different directors, in fact. Uh, if you have not seen this movie, pause the podcast, go watch it. I uh, found it on Shutter actually uh, and then watch it come back to find out what we had to say about it and the initial thoughts of tales of Halloween <laughs> so yeah I've watched this movie before it's it's an enjoyable film uh, mm-hmm. uh, when I watched it for fun I had a, a good time with it watching movies for this podcast makes me watch them a little differently and if I'm gonna critique it I'm gonna say that it isn't a great movie it's definitely not trick-or-treat which it's uh, compared to a lot in fact in the Amazon uh, description this movie compares it to trick-or-treat so. you have to though so I mean, you have you to you do you yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. have to if you're gonna compare movie to movie you have to compare anthology to anthology and trick-or-treat mm-hmm. was brilliant yeah and it, it's uh, it, it's a much better move if you're gonna compare it to trick-or-treat uh, it loses uh, however I think it's fun some of the stories are good there's some Awesome cameos, great references, which we just talked about. Uh, so as a horror movie fan, you're probably going to get some enjoyment out of it if you don't go in expecting trick-or-treat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I agree. I think I, I had fun watching this. It, it is tougher to watch it when you're 
when we want to talk about it on the podcast because you really do got to take notes on it because there's so much coming at you. It's just right. it's really hard to follow. I, I actually really appreciated some of the homages and the references to, you know, famous horror movie directors, famous movies. And it's it just happens throughout the movie, but it comes out comes at you so fast. I mean, yeah. if. if I would have had a better time just kicking back, maybe putting this rotation for my Halloween watching season. Yeah, sure. Yeah, um, no, and it's fun. I mean, so, so I take my score will reflect that later on in the show. I it's really it's not a bad movie. No, um, I don't think so at all. No, it's not fantastic. And, it, and like you just said, you absolutely have to compare this to Trick or Treat, which is probably one of the best anthologies period in horror movies the wraparound was fantastic everything made sense and it would just all fit together like a perfect little puzzle yeah are there uh, non-horror anthologies i mean I, 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 it's I, it's hard to find i've never heard an action anthology or like a rom-com anthology of you i mean i don't know i guess i guess maybe that's because like uh actually love the movie love actually because that's love actually yeah the, you're the, right love the, actually is an anthology it's, yeah it's got different stories that <laughs> all kind right. of tie in together yeah okay so i stand corrected there is a rom-com anthology but you know by and large uh anthology movies are are horror and I think maybe it's because the horror movie and the short story go pretty hand in hand. There's, you know, creepy pastas and it's just a genre that's that's conducive to that type of the film. And I think it's film. easier because then you could. Yeah, you could take those subgenres and yeah. smash them all together and try to bring them together. But I, I appreciate what what all these directors did, but it just it, it didn't mesh because the wraparound to it was just it's all happening in the same town. And and at the end of the at the end of the movie, the very last clip or, or the very last um um, story the captain says well I just can't believe this is all happening in our town aliens and people getting their guts ripped out and <laughs> right right um, yeah we're going to try to make this as short as possible so you just want to jump right into each segment yeah yeah sure we can do that I, I think you know I, I just uh, like just to expand on what you we, you said though I mean there's there's some things that like every anthology movie link all these together you know yeah and they use the night of the living dead in in this to kind of uh which I thought was kind of clever I did like that part of it you know when you're watching it's in like almost all 10 of these segments you see it on TV you know yeah I, I, and right. and it, it kind of runs as like a timeline through it I, I, I kind of like that that was kind of cool how they did yeah that. I, I can see what you're saying I like to, to me the thing I gathered from it and I thought it was cool to see excuse me Night of the Living Dead but the one thing I noticed in every single one of these segments is people are stealing candy from kids all the time, every single one happen. of them. That does happen. In almost I mean, it, it's subtle. It's it's blatant. It's <laughs> it's everything. I mean, you see this in every single one of them. It's kind that, of a theme know, of the whole thing. Is that, that you know, hey, parents, you get to steal your kids' candy. All right. <laughs> Maybe that. Yeah, that uh, that does happen in almost uh, every one of these. I think it happens so, in every one, to be honest. I mean, it's really ambitious. Ten stories in one. It's one hour and forty five minutes. Yeah. Uh, and there's and there's some gems here and some that fall flat. Yeah. Uh, I really like the opening sequence. Okay, so we'll, we'll start there. Uh, yeah. Sweet Tooth. Well, this the is, opening sequence is not... Oh, no, oh. I'm talking about the opening credit. Okay, I got you. Where, the, where it's you like des- a pop-up book? You described book? it as a pop-up book. Yeah, yeah I, I love that. Yeah, I, I, it's kind of a diorama kind of animated sequence. I, I thought it was really well done. Um, I kind of like the music to it, too, because it was like... 
Yeah. But, you know, it, it also made it feel a little bit like a Goosebumps movie or something. That's the way it started. Yeah. I, I kind of like that because it started out kind of like, you know, maybe this is going to be a kid's movie. A yeah, kid's, exactly. And the film isn't isn't really hard R or anything like that. I mean, maybe I'm desensitized from watching the uh, very violent Japanese movies I've been watching this week, but uh, uh, our, our goofy movie re- rating system in the U.S. rated this R, right? It's, it's it rated is. R, well, right? It's got gore and it's got uh, it's got naughty language. You don't see yeah. nudity in this. movie. No, there's no nudity. I mean, I'd let a 12 year old watch this. I think I don't think the gore or anything is. Uh, maybe I'm. It's, I, I, it's not. I'm not a parent, well, so I, I don't know. Some of the scenes kind of really. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's some gory stuff in this, but I don't. But that's almost kind of cartoonish too. You know, it's not it like. Um, it's not like, you know, uh, over the top, uh, realistic gore in, in this movie that, uh, uh, so I think, I think, you know, if I was going to, uh, if I was going to, if I was a parent and I had a 12 year old, maybe a 13 year old, depending on their, of course you got to gauge the kid's maturity or whatever. That's when you're a sure. parent, you do that. But I think I'd let a 12 year old watch this. There's nothing really, uh, yeah, there's not like a lot of nudity, no sexual violence or anything like no. that. Uh, nothing like that. Um, there, there is one of the segments that's pretty, uh, it's kind of brutal if you think about it. Like if you just kind of put a adult brain to it. Uh, I love the fact that Adrian Barbeau once again comes back as the DJ, but yeah. she's also the narrator of it, uh, of, of, the whole movie like she's just yeah. she's going through her segments of like as she's playing music but the music are these segments and she's like introing each one with some some uh f- philosophical saying you know but I, I love the fact that she's in this yeah that, that was really cool a, a call back to the the fog yeah exactly where she was kind of the she's you know. narrating what's going on with the fog but she's also doing this doing that for this anthology right and 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 i thought that you know it was another one of these elements that wraps all 10 stories together which is yeah which is kinda neat. No, and that was the only thing that did though it was happening in the same town yeah. because you saw some of the same kids well, come up see, the, yeah there's some of the same characters and there's some of the, you know some it's like any anthology sometimes you see some of the other things that have gone on during the night or whatever right. in and it, I, th- it, I just thought it was yeah. weak I mean I, I yeah. thought it was a weak way to wrap everything around like this yeah um, I also thought I also thought the production values of this were very television like yeah it's lit in film more like a TV show than a horror movie with, to, you know, the horror movies it's paying homage to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what? Trick or Treat is a lot like that, too. Trick it or Treat is, is kind of uh, lit and uh, filmed in the same kind of manner. And I think I even commented on that when we reviewed Trick or Treat. Right. Um, and I don't know anything about We're radio people. We don't know anything about film or television production to no. say what it is that gives it that look. But I know it when I see it. And it looks like a really well-produced, medium-budgeted television show. You know, a high-budgeted te- television show these days is pretty much a movie like Game of Thrones. Yeah, but, exactly right. You know, this is uh, this has reminded me of... Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't watch a lot of television, but uh, kind of like where one neighborhood's rented rock, out, or it was a st- yeah. sound studio, or whatever. Like Modern Family, or something yeah. like that. It, it could have been like some of the scenes if they didn't have all this blood or gore. It could have been uh, an episode of Modern Family. I thought. Yeah. I don't know. I kind of felt that way. All right. Well. All right. Well, yeah. We better get to the uh, ten. <laughs> uh, almost twenty minutes in. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Here we go. Our first segment is called Sweet Tooth. This, mm-hmm. the synopsis of this is there's a urban legend about Sweet Tooth, a little boy named Timmy. Always, always would. Go out trick or treating. He was allowed to. His parents would allow him to. So this is about twenty years ago, uh, but he was not allowed to eat the candy. One night he gets up. He sees his parents, uh, like pretty much Gorging having sex over over the candy and eating it all. <laughs> right. uh, he gets very upset. Grabs the biggest meat cleaver I've ever seen in my life. Kills his parents. 
eats the rest of the candy. He still wants more. He cuts them open. He eats it out of their guts. He still wants more. So the urban legend is, is he comes around every All Hallows Eve to get as much candy as he can. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sets up where, we're, where we've got uh, a babysitter, her boyfriend, and a little kid that's munching on his candy. Got told this story. He goes to bed, drops uh, a candy bar on the floor. The boyfriend and the babysitter eat all the candy. Sweet Tooth shows up, eats the candy, cuts them open, eats the candy out of them. Uh, and the inside of them. Getting ready to go get the kid, but he sees the candy bar, leaves the kid alone. Parents come home. And the best line of this was, they ate all my candy. Like, he's, the little kid's standing next to the dead bodies. The parents see him, and it's just like, whoa. <laughs> right. Uh, so this, is, this was one of the better ones in, in, in the... Uh, in the anthology, I thought this, this started out pretty well. It's because this is where we get the Carpenter Bar reference. Yeah, uh, this is the Carpenter Bar is what he dropped and you know caused yeah. Sweet Tooth to uh, let him go. Yeah, uh, there's some other Carpenter references in this, like one of the kids is dressed as sl- Snake Pliskin. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it kind of you know, and then there's a pretty entertaining. T- there's you know the oversex babysitters, the consequences of uh, you know doing that along with trying to scare people with scary stories. You know which sometimes happens in horror movies. So um, uh, I, I like this one. I, I thought it was enjoyable. It had some good references. I just I thought it was a lot of fun. And, and you know the gore here was good. You know the guy had his guts ripped through his mouth, and the other one was you know uh, just completely cut open. So it was great. That was this one was a fun. This was one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I would say this this is one of the uh, one of the best one one of the better ones in there. Uh, um, we move on to the night Billy raised hell. Hell, we have uh, three people. We have a girl, her boyfriend, and her little brother. Uh, they're walking around for some reason, like in broad daylight. You know, getting ready yeah. to go trick or treating. They get to a house. The boyfriend says, "Hey, you should egg that house because that guy does not believe in Halloween and he doesn't celebrate Halloween." Getting ready to go throw the egg. Uh, this guy catches it ends up kidnapping this little kid and saying, oh, we're going to play some tricks tonight. Um, so he, crazy tricks. Yeah, he played. <laughs> <he play, laughs> so they're walking around to each house. My, my favorite one was the very first one where they walk up to the dentist's house. Yeah. And he gives them a toothbrush and it'll rot your teeth out. And the yeah. devil, like, this guy is actually the devil. Yeah. Uh, so he ends up carving this thing into a shank, killing this guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, what was it? Uh, oh, it... There was a there was an inside joke I guess we didn't because we never saw the mom. Hey, how's your mom? Yeah, there was, like the mom's like a milf or something like that. Must be I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, they they liked uh, where he lives on fire. Uh, they rob a store, somehow get a gun. Oh, and here's another thing where they steal candy. They steal candy from a kid, so they take the candy. Uh, that's the second one. Adrian Curry, uh, supermodel. Uh, they stop her car. They're driving around. Uh, spray paints his name on the garage. Uh, there's a bear trap poop bag that a guy steps on, gets his foot <laughs> yeah. stuck into it. Get back to the uh, devil's house. Actually, the little kid's all tied up, and it was a little devil. A little demon guy that was actually dressed up as him to get set up right. for all these bad things that they did. That little kid goes outside. Cops have the, their gun pulled on him. Yeah. And goes to black and you hear bang, bang, bang. Yeah. So this kid got shot and set up. Right. Uh, so Barry Boswick is like the, the devil guy. And yes, yeah. uh, you know, I think this is like the third movie we watched that an actor referenced Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> Show. So uh, 
don't know why we're getting so much of that lately. But you know, I, this one was uh, okay. I guess I hated the ending of this. I mean, I don't know what the kid did to deserve being, you know, framed for murder and uh, you know, mocked by the police for uh, wetting his pants. And stuff. Yeah, it's like just not. Uh, this one wasn't my favorite. No, it wasn't very good. Uh, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that one either. I, I and I didn't like the musical choices because they're very cartoony. Yeah, well, it, 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 it was, was just making fun of everything. Right. Uh, number three is, is Trick. Yeah, We've got this, this one was uh, you know this had Lin Shay and a lot of other cameos in it. Uh, this one had the two couples. Okay, Trick. Okay, yeah, Trick was the two couples. Oh no, no, no. Okay, I'm I'm thinking of the uh, the grin grinning ghost. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. Go we'll ahead. get to that one. Go ahead. Trick is two couples. Uh, they're watching Night of yeah. the Living Dead, which is fantastic. I love yeah. that. Uh, just drinking, smoking weed, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, they get a, a doorbell rings. There's this little girl with a uh, young girl with uh, glasses on just stabs this guy out of the blue. She and he goes, aren't you going to say trick or treat? Stabs the guy. She goes trick. Um, <laughs> so they're they're all freaking out. Another woman like goes outside or one of the women goes outside to get away and then uh, gets trapped by more kids. She gets hacked up. Uh, this is my favorite kill of this part. Uh, the hairspray flamethrower oh, yeah. to the other guy, because remember, yep. there's two guys, two girls, and then puts uh, rat poison in his mouth, tapes it up. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that guy the, dies. The that. final girl's hiding in the room, and you see what's on her phone because she's deleting a bunch of pictures. Right. And there's, there's plastic, but it's dark, so you don't know what's really going on, but you see them extracting an eyeball from a little girl. So right. it got really, really it, twisted. It did. And, you know, there was a lot of violence toward children in this it movie. Was, there was. I was, I was a little shocked about that, but uh, obviously she wasn't dead or anything because they were coming to rescue her. Yeah, exactly. So they they turn on the lights. They find this woman. The little girl gets up, and she, like, curses at her, you know, whatever. She mm-hmm. says whatever, uh, ends up killing her. Yeah, and you see these uh, these kids trick-or-treating the rest of the night, too. So you do. Like you actually see them people. in a couple other scenes. And they they come in a couple other scenes where they're trick-or-treating, but uh, it had a pretty nice twist at the end. I, I, li- I like this one. Um, I, I'm not sure why those adults plucked that girl's eye out, but they definitely got what they had coming. Yeah. So, <laughs> the third time, the little kid steals candy. He just goes in there and grabs a piece That's of candy true. and just he eats did. it. Okay, right. so th- th- this is what, like, I'm making my case here. Yeah. Um, okay. This uh, is a week in the wicked. This is the one where, uh, so, you know, there's oh this, God, this, this one's like, yeah, there's these bullies who are trying to bully this kid and uh, then, steal, their, uh, steal his candy. Steal his can- <laughs> they're stealing his candy, right. And then uh, another person shows up, distracts them, takes their attention. They're going to go, like, hurt him. And he has, like, a piece of paper that shows some kind of ritual on it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, this one is kind of predictable. It, it ends up being like a, uh, he has summoned a demon to kill these people. Right. For- well, the, the backstory is, is that the three hoods or the three. You know, bad guys, right. uh, two guys and a gal, uh, chase chase them on a bike. Yeah. So they're hardcore, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were some pretty good uh, GoPro scenes, too. Yeah, there actually were. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he's in this alleyway, comes to this uh, small trailer, and it, it had been burned up. So he has a flashback to when, you know, he was beat up by these kids. His parents were inside, but these when these three were children, they burned up his, his house or it, where right. he lived. And killed his so, parents. So basically, they pour, it looks like Everclear or something like that on, getting right. ready to light him on fire. This demon shows up. The dumbest thing in the world. And I thought the demon looked pretty good. 
Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But the kill was so stupid because it was yeah. off screen, and then you saw this splash of blood cover him up, and he starts smiling. End right. scene. I did like the demon uh, effect in this. He had like a uh, a skin skirt on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of, that was pretty good. Uh, yeah, this is one of the weaker ones. Uh, Grace Phipps, who's the girl in this, is uh, probably the only thing that really saved it from being a real predictable bore. I think I thought her acting was really good. Uh, yeah, she, she played she played menacing, you know, like a leader of a gang. Pretty yeah, good. Yeah. So then, I'm sorry. This, so I was wrong about Trick. This, the Grim Grinning Ghost is the one I'm thinking of with Lynn Shea. It's got yeah. a whole bunch of other cameos. Oh, God. They're telling scary stories. Uh, Lynn Shea's daughter in this is, uh, you know, going home. Uh, she's going to drive home, and Lynn Shea asks if she's... Uh, Drunk, she says, not that drunk. Yeah. But did you did you notice the homage as soon as she says, "Oh, you're still driving that piece of crap"? And yeah. She goes, "Yeah, it's fine." <laughs> then you know something's gonna happen. Right. You know that right. that that and it's a, it's that, a uh, trope of like, yeah, it's gonna break down. Right. It's a pretty nice looking Dodge Challenger, actually. Yeah. I don't know what it was. Yeah, but why? we're mentioning, oh, you're still driving that piece of crap. Right. Why Lynn Shay hates it so much? But uh, you know, obviously, it doesn't. Yeah. This it must this, be a lemon or something. This to me was like. I and I keep racking my brain about what my favorite is. The more I think about it, the way this was set up was so smooth because Lynn Shay's telling the story about this ghost that comes back and gets revenge every mm-hmm. every All Hallows Eve. Um but the the way it's set up when she's walking home where there's the mist and there's this woman following is so good. Yes. And, and you like you feel the tension. And I loved I loved the the hand shadows as she's getting to her gate, like when she trips over. Yeah. You know, that whole trope. But yeah. she gets in and that woman's like right behind her. Right. And then she gets in and then everything's fine. Right. And she's brushing her teeth. Her dog scares her. And <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that was a good red herring scare with the with the dog. I like yeah. that one. No, this is this is one of the best one. At the end, there's a big jump scare is actually the uh, woman. Yeah. The woman, the, the ghost. But uh, this is one of the best ones in the movie, I think. You know, it's the, the whole thing sets up a jump scare. Yeah. But it's, uh, you know. Uh, it's it's one of the best jump scares I've seen since that nursing home lady runs across the ceiling in Exorcist Three. Oh yeah, <laughs> that was uh, I didn't I didn't see it coming. I found it to be a really good scare, and it's probably like the most perfectly done horror short in this movie. It really set up the scare perfectly, and it was scary. It, it's built this tension, mm-hmm. and it the payoff was that jump scare, and it did it really effectively. No, it did because the dog ran away. Yes, and then she sits back down and looks over. It's right there, and you're like, oh. Yeah, you know, it, it let you it let you off. You know, it was like, oh yeah, no, everything's fine. Yeah. And when you're when you're finally thinking everything is fine, it hits you with it. Yeah. It was a perfectly set up jump scare. It was a really well done uh, sequence. It had some great cameos in it. I, I think this is one of you know just the, the the whole thing sets up this jump scare. I agree. That's all it really does. Yeah. But it it was so well done. Yep. I really like that one. So that that was a lot of it, and it got you back into the movie. Then we go to and then we move to one of the ones that are probably like the least in the movie, right? Oh my god! Okay, uh, lady crying. There's kids trick or treating. She's crying. Uh, her husband dresses up the dog, and she gets mad. She punches him in the face. <laughs> Jump to the the next All Hallows Eve. She's dressed up as a witch. Uh, he's dressed up as Hansel, um, and they they. Every time they give out candy, they go through this little spiel. Like she'll pull out uh, Gretel's uh, what ear with uh, a yeah, piece of her hair like out, her ear stuck on a braid or whatever, and yeah. she makes a joke about yeah. Oh, do you want some of his candy? So right. you know they do that to every kid. Yeah. Um, 
they're, the final kid is like this kid must be two or like two and a half or something mm-hmm. like he's by himself he's also dressed up like Hansel mm-hmm. and um, the 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 woman she's a demon you find out she's a demon like at the beginning mm-hmm. uh, like a multi-armed demon um, she's about ready to grab this little kid and then her husband turns on the light and says hey your kid's over here uh, right over here so, so he, he saves the little kid she gets totally ticked off um you know, she starts cooking and, and she has like one of the most hardcore stoves I've ever seen in my life because yeah. it's flaming. It's almost like a crematorium. Uh, she decides to make cookies. <laughs> They're arguing about having kids. He said, well, I went to the doctor to make sure we don't have kids. Yeah, because you're so awful in the way you treat me. Right. So her arms, her multi arms come out and push him in. So it's a t- tale of Hansel and Gretel mm-hmm. of what the witch, you know, did. So, yeah, I guess it's I guess that's what they're trying to do here. I didn't really get what was going on in that one. It was I don't know if it was like some commentary on people who stop at nothing to have children. I mean, I, I know some people like this. They are just bitter and angry because they can't, you know, and uh uh, well, she was obvious. She's a demon. She's obviously mad yeah, that, that he got a vasectomy. Was, so. I don't know what it was trying to say. There was some nice effects on the lady. I mean, the the demon makeup that they that they gave her and the arms and the hands. The that's probably the best thing about this one. Yeah. Exactly. Otherwise, it was really weak, and I didn't really even get what was going on. So, yeah. And it. I mean, it's kind of pointless. I it. I the thing. I I thought it was just you know, the tale of Hansel and Gretel, but, you yeah. know, the twist is is that Hansel gets pushed into the oven rather than the witch. I, yeah, I guess so. Uh, okay. This means war. Was yeah, that, this one's this fun. This pretty cool. This you is know? short, mm-hmm. and it's, it it's set up really, it's another one that's set up really well. Um, guys setting up, and, and I'm just going to go through this, but but you you have some info on this. So this guy's, mm-hmm. this guy's setting up his uh, yard with a bunch of decorations, Halloween de- decorations. Uh, very innocent looking, you know, and it's, it's cool looking yeah it's got some skeletons and what you'd normally see from you know exactly yeah yeah yeah. something you'd see that somebody that goes all out for halloween yeah they get neighbors across the street they're going hardcore they're going bloody they're going like you know shocking core heavy metal uh halloween decorations he's like wrapping intestines around his uh around his house yeah exactly (laughs) exactly so so this one's like grittier dark Mm -hmm. dirty so but this is a this is a comparison to what where this yeah so this is this is uh you know this is the old horror monster movies the 40s 50s and 60s are you know this this guy the more he's done his trade and the guy says that like the heavy metal guy says that you've done the same thing for you know 30 years now or whatever you know yeah and then so the heavy that's uh kind of like the old 40s 50s 60s dracula you know those kind of movies uh and then the heavy metal guy i think symbolizes the modern area with the slashers and the more violent films right um and so they get into a fight and the entire neighborhood is watching you know they're taking bets (laughs) yeah oh yeah and and, uh, you know the the audience at the end i think is supposed to be us you yeah. know? <laughs> well it's us it's it's us with, with what kind of horror do you like do yeah you like right, the older you know? style or do you like the like more modern style yeah that was a really cool like commentary the, the ending was that. satisfying it too was. because like they're they're just like holding on to each other just wrestling and then like he pushes them back and they both get impaled mm-hmm. onto this stake so you know that scene was over it was short it was effective it was like yeah that was good you know just kind of that you know, balance of so. So, which one do you like more? Uh, so that was a good one. I enjoyed this one. Yeah. This next one sucked. Sorry, yeah, I don't know this, if it sucked, but it, it wasn't it one of my favorites. That's for uh, sure. It's called Friday the Thirty First. You got a Jason type character chasing Dorothy, a woman dressed up as Dorothy, From through goes to the. You know, you got your trope of going into the 
going into the house. She stabs him with a pitchfork. She I leaves. She's going to do a work shed. Didn't or a she? work shed, whatever. It, like this, a, one has, this one has a lot of references to Evil Dead. A lot, evil Dead. And yeah, because you like at first you're like Jason. Yeah. You know, the mask was kind of similar. Yeah. But yeah, it really did have an Evil Dead feel to it. A lot of Evil Dead references in this one, too. Um, he throws a spear, kills the girl. All of a sudden, a UFO shows up. Uh, beam of light comes down. This tiny little cute little claymated alien comes out saying trick or treat and the Jason type character can't talk he's like you know like telling him he doesn't have any uh, anything for for Halloween he keeps saying trick or treat he squashes them turns them into like a big pile of Play-Doh yeah and the pile of Play-Doh just happens to move into this woman's mouth reanimates her which is an homage oh yeah she looks exactly like Dead-Eyed Ash from Evil Dead 2 (laughs) (laughs) exactly and the way she's kind of cool the way she floats across the 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 yard like to chase this guy and and it's like a role reversal thing so it turns it on on its head the Jason type character becomes the victim and he's like freaking out he's like scared and he goes running into his tool shed they have a fight you know, they're cutting each other's limbs off and they both cut each other's head off. Right. Uh, the head rolls. That little alien gets out and leaves. He wins. Yeah. Um, I, I, I guess the claymation was interesting in this one. Um, not It wasn't one of my favorites. Uh, there's a lot of references to Evil Dead in it, but it just it kind of fell flat. Yeah. Uh, it, it didn't it, stick any of the landings, which really. I mean, some of the ideas were fine. Yeah, not not really. I, I, it, I didn't uh, even like the fight. No, the uh, even the yeah, even, uh, like normally I like to see limbs getting and I definitely like decapitations. Yeah, uh, the, it just wasn't all. It was not. It was kind of silly. It's almost like you could see the strings on this one. It was a little too silly. Yeah, I would agree. That's that's kind of the way I felt about it too. Man, we're moving pretty quick. Uh, Thirty six minutes. We've got two more left. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you were saying this is one of your favorite. Yeah, ones. Yeah, I really love this the one. Ransom uh, of Rusty Rex. Yeah, so you know the. Basically, the, these guys kidnap this rich guy's son, and uh, they try to negotiate with uh, for a ransom. Right, and he's like, "No, I'm no. not interested." He's not interested. He hangs up. Uh, the dad hangs up on the kidnappers, and they're like, "Did he hang up on us?" Wait, wait hold on a second. We've got your son here. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so it, it turns out the uh, the kid is actually like a demon and uh, just terrorizes them throughout the rest of the uh, of the short. Uh, and I, I just love this is an old story by an author named O'Henry. Uh, it's called The Ransom of Red Chief in that that story. And it's been done a couple times. You know, uh, Ruthless People did some things with this uh, and, and it's been referred to in some other movies. Uh, my mom read me the original story when I was a kid and I loved it then and uh like i don't know <laughs> my father-in-law lives in mexico and is always threatening to go explore the jungle in the city he lives in and uh, i told him if he gets kidnapped this is exactly how i'm gonna negotiate his release <laughs> they could pay me you know <laughs> i just love how the tables get turned in, in uh in I, this tale I, I do like how it gets turned on its head uh that is a lot of fun and it's especially uh, great because the original story isn't very plausible and the original story the kid's just kind of a brat mm-hmm. uh i mean they just kill him or sell him to a human trafficker now but, wouldn't but be the as twist funny, is but. is that he's not a kid no he's a demon who 
who's plagued this rich guy for and five he, years, and and now they've taken him off his hands. Yeah, they. <laughs> it's funny because it's like they they set it up. They're like, okay, we're not getting any money, so they're basically they put him in a burlap sack. He's crying. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the guys opens the bag, he pukes on him. So yep. it's like, I'm just throwing him into the swamp, which yep. in Southern California swamps are hard to come by. Uh, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, they get back. They see wet footprints. In their warehouse, so uh, yeah, they, this thing got out of the bag. Uh, they tried to call the guy back. He's like, "Listen, this thing has been pestering me for five <laughs> years. He is your problem now. You know, just feed him. Make sure you feed him." Yeah. He said, "Yeah, <laughs> you so, have to feed him." Uh, so yeah, then the the guy comes out of that uh, that gas station, wherever, and he's uh, oh, looks in the back and the in the he's thing is three musketeers, yeah. and then he pulls up his partner's head and he takes a bite out of his. He, ear. he has eaten his partner. It's it's just hilarious. I I love this one. This one is great. Yeah, it was fun. It is a satisfying ending, too, because they lit really him on is. fire before that. They did? <laughs> like like yeah. they did a poop bag, like at this guy's house, at the original yeah. house, but he was back in the uh, he was back in the van. So. Yeah. No, this is, this is a great one. I, I love this one. I love the whole concept. Uh, I like uh, variations on this I've seen throughout the years. And uh, yeah, this is this reminds me of how I've negotiated my father-in-law's release. In <laughs> <laughs> Expre- uh, opinions expressed by Andy are his own and they're not mine. I think Sarah would agree with me, and uh, he doesn't listen to the podcast, so I think it'll be okay. Okay, I think we're good. Uh, Thank goodness. All right, hey, here's our last segment there, Andy. It's called Bad Seed. Guy carving out a pumpkin. Uh, It moves, bites the guy's head off, runs away. The wife sees it. The cops obviously come there. Uh, The description was actually pretty funny. So uh, what's the description of the assailant? It's a pumpkin, or it's a jack-o'-lantern, a menacing-looking jack-o'-lantern. I actually, and again, here's your here's your reference to er, from earlier where they're completely violent to kids. Uh, this kid finds the same pumpkin. Uh, it's got its light in it. it. Looks like it has gold in there. He's reaching in for it, and the yeah. mom's freaking out and sees this pumpkin eating this kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's this, another instance this, of it. This one's kind of like a 50-50 for me. I liked, I liked some of it, but then all of them, then I'm like, oh god, yeah. Kind of. I thought me. the pumpkin was kind of a cool effect. Yeah. Um, then of course you have the reference to Silver Shamrock. I think is what they're trying to do with Clover Corp here. Yeah, because basically what had happened was is like like it's wreaking havoc through through this town, knocking everything over. People are like, just step on the pumpkin, man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they uh, the main cop gal she finds the pumpkin it's about ready to eat her her partner or like the whatever guy comes in and blows that thing away with a shotgun that's when you see the clover corp you see the logo from the clover corp and it's like okay here's a reference to halloween three season of the witch for silver shamrock right Mm -hmm. they go to the warehouse and it's like we got to check this out we got to see what's going on so you know one of the main guys in there turns on the lights and then you see this whole warehouse full of these pumpkins and that's how that ends and this is also where the captain goes, man, I just can't believe this is happening all over our town. We had aliens. We had people getting their guts ripped out. Right, right. So um, that, that's your wraparound to the movie. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, I like I like the um, I like the actress who played the uh, cop in this one. She, too. she did a really good job. Yeah. And um, yeah, this one is wasn't great for me, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the the lead actress who's the cop in this is probably the highlight for me. The you know the references to 
uh, Silver Shamrock. There was a reference to In the Mouth of Madness, too. There was, like, a, somebody in the police station came in. I read yeah. that. Like, yeah. yeah, somebody was somebody's wearing crosses, crosses all, over. all over their scrubs or whatever. Yeah, that, uh, that or their... Uh, yeah, and uh, I don't know. There were some good references in it, but uh, references uh, and uh, the actress were were really the highlights, and the, the story just didn't really hit. It wasn't all that clever, I didn't think. The effects on the pumpkin were also awesome, though. Yeah, that was. That was and when he ate the kid, yeah. that was a great effect yeah. and shocking too, because you just don't <laughs> usually see that. So, yeah, I got the, I got the idea of uh, Attack of the Killer Tomatoes when it's wreaking havoc on town. That can, you, can, you get that, that kind of silly, like uh, and yeah, the way like, it crawled across the. You know, that was it was a little. Tom- silly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think we hit everything. Um, you know, we talked about some of our favorites. Um, so, how are you feeling about? Tales of Halloween. Eh? Well, you know, overall enjoyable. I think it's competently made. Like I said, it, it looks like a medium grade TV show. Um, you'll find no problems the acting or the production. Some of the shorts just aren't real. Don't really hit though. Right. Um, I'll actually, I'm going to give it three stars though. I mean, uh, if you go into it without any preconceptions, don't expect it to be your new favorite movie. It's. I think it's something to enjoy on Halloween. It's. It's. Uh, you know, there's and it's ambitious. Ten, ten of these uh, different stories in a movie. It's it's in a pretty ambitious uh, film, and uh, I think you know it's it's a good thing to watch around Halloween. So uh, I'm gonna give it three stars. Good. It's yeah, good I think it's good. Okay. Um, I'm also gonna say it's good. Um, I, I I agree 100. percent This is something you really could watch any Halloween. Hmm? I think you get a lot of enjoyment out of it. You don't have to put the critical eye to it like we did. Um, I'm, I'm not going to go with three only because it was like we had f- 10, you know, and I'm splitting the difference of the ones that I enjoyed rather than the ones I didn't enjoy because the ones I enjoyed, I enjoyed quite a bit, but I'm going to, I'm going to go two and a half with the caveat of it's enjoyable. It is. I, you'll get some enjoyment out of like, even the ones that we're not big fans of, you know, for example, for that, for the bad seat. You know, the, the pumpkin was cool, but I just thought it was silly. Yeah. And, and you know, th- that's the thing. Even in the ones that aren't real good, the, you find a couple things to like. But yeah, uh, but that's really it. You know, I mean, the, sometimes the acting or whatever is, is really all that saves it from being a real drag, actually. Yeah. And, you, um, and yeah, I, th- I think it's interesting. You know, 10 shorts in one movie. Uh, Trick or Treat has, you know, including the opening and conclusion actually only has six. So. Yeah. Uh, and, and there's re- really only four full stories in it, so right. um, I, I kind of like I kind of love the way they leaned into the humor too. Yeah, it's definitely a horror comedy. I, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was a f- yeah, it's fun. It's a good movie. Two and a half for me, three from Andy. Uh, you know, let us know what you thought about it. Like if you've seen this movie, it was you know it's it's very middle of the road for me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I I just I don't know. I'm not trying to be like. Like, oh, yeah, well, I'm high and mighty. But, yeah, it just it, it was there. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about Ginger Snaps, which is, a, uh, I believe, a werewolf movie based around That's Halloween. Right. I, uh, I don't really know anything about this one. You picked this one. I did. I did pick this one. I just thought. I'm, I'm in the mood for werewolves, so That's awesome. There you go. Uh, VHS to wrap up Shocktober month. And then uh, I guess we'll dub November 
trying to catch up on movies that we didn't see in 2020. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's that's right. Because we're going to uh, kick it off November 6th, Color Out of Space, which uh, Andy has seen already. He said it was uh, comparable to Mandy, and you know how we both feel about that. We both enjoyed that movie, so looking forward to that. Everybody, have a great weekend. Thank you so much for listening to the Horrorphoria podcast, episode number 81. Don't forget to rate and review us if you listen to us on iTunes. Enjoy us wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media medias and we will talk to you next week.